Your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans. We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill, Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Welcome Inside Black and Gold, the 1-0 edition to kick off week two of coverage as we get ready for now a Monday night showdown against division rival Carolina. But... All's good right now. 1-0, feeling good after a week one victory over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we'll go over some things that we, Jeff, went over in film review. I know offensive and defensively. And uh, kind of get into uh, a little bit of the offensive line talk because I know everybody was kind of in mass hysteria following that game, especially with our left tackle. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into all of that. I did spend a majority of this morning going through film study and you know i've i haven't had this much fun going through a game in a while it was a very enjoyable game to watch you know you wouldn't you, the 16 15 you would think it's this ugly game and it was an ugly game but there was a lot of like interesting plays and points and and you know kind of little little things that happened here and there alanti taylor you know i'm a big fan of i I think he's going to be very good in the slot. Uh, he took his lumps a little bit in that game, but I think he's going to be very good in the slot. But first things first, I do want to catch up on some of the news that happened. And that's going to be this first segment. We're going to just kind of go through a couple of notes that we didn't get to in the postgame podcast. The first being got a couple injuries. Peyton Turner dealing with turf toe. He's going to have to have surgery. That's a bummer. And Ryan Connolly's got that knee again that's that's been bugging him. He told me that, he initially thought he was going to have to have surgery to clean it up. Then they decided he didn't have to, and he was able to rehab it without surgery. But, you know, it's an injury again. So it would certainly appear that he's going to have to have surgery on that knee. So I don't think you're going to be having Ryan Connolly anytime soon. But the bigger loss is, is Peyton Turner. And Absolutely. it's really a bummer for him. You know, we, we talked about this. This is the first training camp he's gotten through without any major injury issues played in, what, 13 games over two seasons, finally feels like he's ready to to contribute. And I thought he actually was playing pretty well when I went through the film. He was he had popped a couple times. He made a couple nice plays. He was kind of wreaking havoc in the interior on the NASCAR packages inside Carl Granderson. And then, you know, he he the play he got hurt on, he was kind of making in, you know, he got his hand on Ryan Tannehill and, in, and just disrupted a play. Then he went down with that turf toe injury. So, that is that is disappointing um, to say the least. Definitely a huge disappointment. Like you're saying, you know, you had a, a, a lot of uh, invested in this guy being your first round pick from a couple years ago, and yeah, I mean, big dude, but like big time injury issues. I don't know what it is. It's really unfortunate, and you don't want to start bashing the guy because of your injury history. It's just really unfortunate that that's been a problem for him to stay on the field for the Saints. I don't, I don't know if there's any way to know that going into your draft, you know, breakdown of him knowing about his what his health is going to be going forward. Yeah, I mean, it. It's one of those situations where he was hurt in college, 
And you decided to look past that and say, okay, that's not an indicator of his future, but clearly it is. Uh, I mean, but like, you know, Brian Brzee was hurt in college. You look past that too. Like the Saints have never been a team that was going to not draft someone because they were kind of, they had to dealt with injuries in college. And, you know, I think it's, it's burned them a couple times uh, in terms of these players just can't stay on the field for, for pain. That's the frustrating thing is it's not like there's been any common denominator with the injuries, right? Like it's the first year it was a shoulder injury. Then I can't remember what it was last year. I think maybe it was an ankle this year. It's the toe. And, you know, we're going to get into more of the injury things. Everyone wants to talk about turf, and artificial turf and how it's impacting injuries guys get hurt it's football um but i do think the the lower body injuries definitely feel more concentrated on turf now i don't think you can eliminate turf you can't have a natural grass field in new orleans there's it's inside right like some of the stadiums are able to wheel grass out and let it grow you can't, where, where are you going to do that? In downtown New Orleans, you have to have turf. So it's not like you can just eliminate it uh, unless you can find a way to grow natural grass inside of a building without any sunlight. Now that would be a trick, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. And, you know, unfortunately we are very familiar with turf toe injuries. Dennis Allen said it's similar to the one Trevor Penning had last year. The one Trevor Penning had last year was similar to the one that Landon Young had the year before that. And, you know, Michael Thomas's injury wasn't technically turf toe because turf toe is your big toe, but he dealt with a toe injury as well. It was a ton of toe injuries last year. Um, but if we're going by the timeline where, that we saw with Trevor, you're talking about a, for about three months, give or take, before you can expect to be back at, you know, playing NFL football, right? Like he'll be able to move around and get in shape prior to that, but he won't be able to get back on the field for at least three months. So if you're talking you know, maybe week 14, you know, maybe he could go on IR, which I don't think he's officially gone on IR yet, but he's, I'm sure he will be on IR and then come back and impact games maybe late in the season. So this, his year's not done per se, um, but, you know, it's got to be, you, you can only imagine for a player who, you know, we've talked about this, has finally felt like health was on his side and was playing well. He looked great throughout the preseason. And I, and I, he was projecting to be, have a big role, and now, like, that's got to be demoralizing in terms of just how many times can you work back? How much rehab can you go through before it's it's tough to get up that next time? Um, so we'll have to see. But it will open a door for Isaiah Foskey, who exactly. was for this game. And now you have to imagine would be in that rotation. Yeah, you know, everybody had a lot of negative things to say after his limited to no output we really saw in practices preseason. Maybe there was a little glimmer of hope here and there, but nothing that really shouted out, obviously, a third-round draft pick, you know. Or second. a second-round draft pick, I'm sorry. Number 40 overall. It was a high second-rounder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, th- that caused a lot of concern, but now – Hey, man, I, I know Dennis Allen talked about a little bit his kind of that ramp up period for Foskey definitely gets escalated now with that injury to Turner. Although you do still have someone like uh, Tano Passigno around uh, and man, oh, man, Carl Granderson, I will say, was been was hella impressive week one. Yeah, we're going to get more into Carl and some of this film study. But uh, yeah, Carl was a machine um, in 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 week one and. 
uh, you know, that's that's where it's like if you you know, it sucks to lose Peyton. But one of my questions was, OK, is what we're seeing out of Carl real or a mirage? Well, I think he showed in that game. It's real. I mean, he was a menace, especially in that first half. Uh, you know, like the Saints had to make adjustments to help out Trevor Penning. I think the Titans had to make adjustments to help out their left tackle because Carl yes. he was winning on spin moves. He was winning on bull rushes. He was splitting double teams. It's just, you know, even on plays, he didn't record a stat. I think he had four QB hits. Like he was just there. He was a pest. I think um, if you're not an NFL fan and you see that, you were like, wait a minute. So you have who's Carl Granderson. And on the other side, who's this guy? Arden Key. Arden Key. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, if you're not, yeah, well, we in Louisiana know who Arden Key is. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, But yeah, you know, and I think it it is funny because it's like we talk about Arden Key as if he's this nobody. He was a high draft pick. He came in with a lot of, uh, you know, acclaim, right? Like he was supposed to be what we saw. I mean, maybe not to that extent. I think Trevor made him look like, you know, Reggie White out there. But, uh, you know, he he was supposed to be a high caliber pass rusher. And so I don't think it was all Trevor being terrible. I think Arden Key is kind of coming into his own as an NFL player to some extent. He's also a speed rusher, and I think you're going to see Trevor when he struggles. It's going to be against speed. It's going to be against guys who get outside of him. And then he tries to lean outside, and he gets beat inside, right? Like I do want to talk about the other bit of injury news that is all over the NFL, and we talked about the turf, and it's going to come up with this too, is Aaron Rodgers, 72 seconds into his Packers Debut. I'm sorry, Packers. Jets debut. Torn Achilles. Done for the year. Absolutely, incredibly, just insanely brutal. You know, you had all the hype, obviously, the hard knocks. I mean, it's it's even in New York, you know, for the opener, the games, all the Jets fans are there. Can't wait to see Rodgers in action. Barely 24 hours after the Giants. Yes. just Just, you know, I mean, lit themselves on fire against the, the Cowboys and lost 40 to nothing. The Jets fans somehow it's like you know, the, if you're in New York and you're like, well, it can't get any worse than that. <laughs> it did. It got worse. <laughs> somehow it did. Oh, and uh, but at least the J.E.T.S. Jets came through with the win. Somehow they did win. Right. See, that's the thing. Like the Jets won that game and I'm sure they still feel worse than the Giants do. <laughs> oh. Like I still like their prospects got worse. Then the Giants, who actually lost that game 40 to nothing, but have to feel like they can come back and play better than they did. Um, and I think that's true for a lot of teams. The the Bengals got beaten up, you know, 24 to 3 in yeah. Cleveland. Uh, a lot of teams, I think, you know, week one, you should never overreact because, you know, you saw the, the Packers lost 38 to 3 to the Saints in 2021, then went on to the NFC Championship, right? Like, it's not all about what you see in week one. But, man, you know, you're looking at the Jets and. Uh, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk today. Talk. Who, who might be the Jets quarterback? Because hilariously, no one's saying it should be Zach Wilson. No one. The number two overall pick. <laughs> um, but every year I get told that if you don't, that the, the best way to rebuild your franchise is to lose a lot and get into the top five and draft a quarterback. And then the Jets do that twice, draft that quarterback. And then it's like, ah, they're not the guy. Let's go get Aaron. And now it's like, oh, maybe they trade for James Winston. Hmm, maybe that's the solution. You know, it's bad, too, when you hear, you know what? If I'm the Jets, I'm picking up that phone for Tom Brady. What? Come on, folks. Come on, really? 
Yeah. I mean, you've heard a lot of names. You've heard Colin Kaepernick. You've heard you know, Jameis and Carson Wentz. Yes. Uh, Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Right. Take him out the booth. Who hilariously, and I'm, and I got trolled on his own call. We were just chopping some burgers at halftime saying this game feels like it should be 28 to three in favor of Minnesota. Why is it still 10, 10 turnovers? On by his own broadcast partner got trolled with a twenty eight three joke that was cold, which is hilarious. It was cold, <laughs> oh, ice cold. The best part is Tiki Barber just being like looking around, like oh, okay. Did he really say that right? <laughs> well, you can see Matt Ryan. You know, he's kind of like yeah, 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 and then he gets the twenty eight three, and you can see him just look over to the producers, like like really. Yeah, and then and then he he's a good sport about it, but yeah, Andrew Catalan. Um, I you know maybe it was inadvertent. Maybe he just the kind of that was the score that popped up. Like, well, what's a what's a crazy score line that's un? No, he had that, that, that plan. You can't come back from, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and you didn't even like put two and two together. That it's like, oh shit, Matt's here. Um, anyway, because like that's what I would say, right? Like like if I was just talking to somebody, I'd be like, yeah, they should yeah. be up twenty eight to three, <laughs> and but I'm not talking with Matt Ryan. <laughs> Anyway, that no, was that, so was, that was that uh, was that was superior trolling right there for sure. But I will say, like, I don't think that the Jets are going to trade for Jameis Winston. It it wouldn't make sense for the Jets. It wouldn't really make sense for the Saints. Um, we totally agree. <laughs> for one thing, like you saw the Jets win that game. You know how they won that game by playing conservative by by saying, "Okay, Zach, do exactly enough." but not too much. And that's how they won that game. They have a very good defense. They have a very good defensive line. They don't have a great offensive line. And, you know, it's like, I think they needed, they needed Andy Dalton. They don't need Jameis. So it, it wouldn't make sense for them to give up a real asset. And it also wouldn't make sense for the Saints to accept anything below like a fourth rounder. Because if you did trade Jameis, right, which it, it's also difficult to trade a quarterback because it takes a while to learn that system. If you traded Jameis this week, then that would mean you are essentially without Taysom Hill for five weeks. Because if you trade Jameis, Jake Hayner is not available and Taysom Hill is your only viable backup. And in that scenario, you cannot play him on special teams. You cannot play him in any viable way because if he gets hurt, then suddenly you are you have one quarterback. On the wait, wait, what's, what's Jake Lutton up to? Can we call him up? Yeah, he was on the Panthers. I don't know where he is now. Right. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think it makes it. I actually think so. If you're if you're really handicapping this, I think there is a better chance that the Jets trade for Taysom Hill than trade for Jameis Winston. Because again, like we've seen we've seen the Saints win in that exact scenario with Taysom Hill, with a guy who isn't gonna make you know, do too much. You're going to run very conservative offense. You have two really good running backs. I, just, I don't think that happens either. Like, I'm not saying they're going to trade for him, but I just, I like everyone's putting Jameis's name in there. I mean, I think they're going to stick with Zach Wilson personally. I don't, I don't think the Jets, I think they understand where they're at. You're going to try to salvage things. But like, if you're, if you're in a situation, if you're in a no win situation, you might as well try to rebuild the value of the number two overall pick that you, I don't know, like, well, you got to do something with him. Maybe, maybe you're in a situation where he actually figures things out and plays well and you can trade him in the offseason, right? Like, I don't know. It's just a shitty situation to be in for the Jets. And it's really a bummer, you know, hard knocks. You're going to go back and watch it. And it's like, going to be so funny in retrospect. Everyone's so happy. They're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and it lasted. I mean, I've never seen 
an excited fan base get deflated that quickly ever in like the history of sports. Maybe Zion. Zion's a good example of like the Pelicans are like, oh my God, we got Zion. And then he gets hurt in the preseason before his first ever game. <laughs> but yeah. And and then you got to wonder like, is Aaron Rodgers done? Does he come back from that? That's tough. That's a great question. Yeah, because you, you heard the talk of he was contemplating retirement to begin with kind of thing. Yeah, that's a tough way to go out, right? Right. If you're Aaron and you're a competitive guy, I don't think that's how you want your career career to end. But that's that's all. Achilles is a tough rehab, man. You mentioned, you know, with Zach Wilson, obviously, yeah, you want to try and show that this guy that you made the move for to be your first round pick does have some value. I know that there's huge questions still around the young guy, but he is still very young. Uh, he's been in the, the Jets camp. He's got that going for him. Whoever you do bring in from the outside, whether it is trade or free agent, it's going to take them time to pick up things. It's not going to be instantaneous like, bam, they, you know, they're, they're going to know plays, playbooks and the terminology and all that. So, yeah, to me, you're kind of stuck with Zach Wilson for a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, like you're talking about, like we've been talking all offseason about how, oh, can Derek Carr pick up the Saints system, the Saints offense in an entire offseason, right? Can he, can he be at, at a full speed on week one? And, and now you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Can, can this guy do that in three days, right? In a week, in two weeks, in three weeks? And in that time period, how many games do you lose, right? So I, I think there's, they don't really have a choice. But just to hope that a, a, like the three months that Zach Wilson spent learning from Aaron Rodgers. And you do still have the benefit of having Aaron Rodgers effectively be your quarterbacks coach, right? Like he's going to be there. He's going to be able to kind of walk Zach Wilson through it. So maybe that, maybe that will help him, right? Like I think if, if this was a situation where, you know, Drew Brees got hurt and Jameis was the quarterback, I would feel a lot better about that knowing Jameis is there. It's just like Teddy. I, I feel like Teddy, that's a better example, not Jameis. We're going to look at Teddy. You know, Teddy went 5-0 and as the Saints backup quarterback. He did have Drew Brees whispering in his ear that entire time. You will not convince me that he was not a better quarterback because of that, right? And so, you know, maybe that's a blessing in disguise for the Jets in terms of Zach Wilson has talent. You don't get drafted number two overall if you don't have talent. He just has never been able to get to that point. And maybe, maybe, I don't know. Either way, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say the Saints are not trading Jameis Winston, and I don't think the Jets are going to trade for Jameis Winston. That's uh, my great prediction of, of week one. No, I, lo- I love it what you're saying there, too, because it makes no sense to either side for me either. What are you going to do with an extra sixth-round pick? Right, and, and the, the money-wise, it doesn't make sense for the Saints to unload Jameis either. No, I mean, it's every offseason we go through this, right? Last year it was Jimmy Garoppolo. We got hurt. Or, oh, maybe they trade for him. And then they ended up with Brock Purdy starting, and it was the best thing that could happen. <laughs> anyway, so let's wrap up that segment. We're going to come back. We're going to get into the film study. The first segment that we get into will be the offense, and then we'll talk more about the defense. There were some good things, some bad things, primarily the blocking. That was bad um, for everybody. Everybody. No one blocked well. Um, and I think that was a trend in the National Football League this week. So this is Inside Black and Gold. We'll be coming right back. Stick around. 